0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 130. Yes, that's correct. That is 130 of Wrestle Life Radio. My name is Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt. I'm here with my beautiful wife B Dubs, BWC, beautiful wife Carol, my lovely sister-in-law Riley, and my little brother Micah. Say hi, Micah. We're sorry. Hey Riley. Riley? The number you're trying to reach is no longer in service. Riley?
1: Yes?
0: Will you say hi, Micah, for me?
2: Dead air. We got dead air! <laughs> We're
0: sorry. The number you're trying to reach is no longer <laughs> in service. <laughs> hey, honey? This takes will way you? too long. We have, like, an hour. Let's get let's get it going, man. Come on. Will you, will you say what hi, are? Micah, for me? Don't do it, Carol. Don't you do it! Don't you do it!
3: <laughs> no! Hi,
0: hi. Don't do it! <laughs> My (laughs) God. Oh my God. (laughs) My plan's been ruined. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot to go over tonight. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite, which B Dubs and I were actually there. We're going to do a little little bit different with WWE this week. We're going to talk about the highlights instead of going through everything uh, segment by segment. uh, There are some really big storylines that we're going to talk about. Before we do that, we're going to talk about this day in wrestling history. And 17 years ago today, September 16th, 2003, picture it, picture it, on a SmackDown taping in Raleigh, North Carolina, Eddie and Chavo Guerrero defeated Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. And the reason I'm pointing it out is because Shelton Benjamin was wrestling 17 years ago. Doesn't make sense, does it? It is, it is ridiculous, because he still looks exactly the same, if not better. He looks exactly uh, the same. He's just bigger now. Uh, but this was main evented in the uh, Iron Man match between Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Wow. Greatest Iron Man match on free TV ever. Yeah. One of the best ever. It was very good. Yeah. And I know we just said it was September 16th, but we always record the night before. Today is September 15th, and today is Riley's birthday. Everyone say, Happy Birthday, Riley! Happy birthday, Riley! Happy, <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday, Riley! Riley. <laughs> Yay, <my laughs> See, at least I got—I got you to say something, Micah.
2: Yeah, It's only because <laughs> it's
0: my wife's birthday. <laughs> uh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Let's let's talk about some uh, AEW dynamite. Let's do it. Dynamite is right because we're starting out with Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. You just <laughs> rolled me right into it. But Wait a second. Like Wait frustrated. a second. Before you get into that, mm-hmm. we have to talk about the opening with oh, the that's Champion. Right. On. We, MGF. Have, we did have uh chris jericho he's now known as the demo god he's no longer a champion i don't know if you knew that uh, i know it's your favorite gimmick uh but yeah chris jericho is standing outside in in like blue jeans at a blazer and no shirt because that's what he wears it, now it he's got a great like, look he's got like like four or five abs back and he's just like i'm gonna show <laughs> these off at every <laughs> chance i get he's he's been uh, working at it man he has he actually he's done a lot better than he has been previously. But uh yeah, him and MJF are outside with Tony Schiavone, they're talking about the Fallout from All Out and uh they basically I don't know they're 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 talking about how great each other is. They're they're talking each other up. And uh they simultaneously what do they say? You're welcome. Yeah, Tony Schiavone said that uh All Out was a really great show mm-hmm. and uh everyone's talking about the greatest match of that night. And they both said thank you, Tony. Yeah, that's what it was. And uh, they're walking away after just, just you know, boasting about each other and, and fluffing each other up. And they walk away, and then immediately start bowed mouthing each other as soon as they walk away, yep. which is great. What a loser! At the exact same time. At the exact same time, it it really brought me back to the uh, segment when they were doing the uh, what did he, what did he call him? Uh, Christopher Jericho. And, yes. Uh, what do they? What do say? Yeah. Uh, uh, Maxwell sells seashells by the seashore. Uh, <laughs> early dynamite, and they both were at the same time. Like you know, you you don't know who the worst person is on AEW? He's like no. Do you want to know who the worst person is on AEW? Uh-huh. Cody Rhodes. I said it. Was yep. It brought me back that to that moment. Really good opening. I liked having a cold open. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. You don't see that very much in wrestling anymore. No. But uh, yeah, I I really really liked that, and then we worked into the. Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, this is not a match that I honestly expected to see on free TV. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus Jurassic Express, really yeah. big match. Two really big tag teams, and uh, I mean it was just exactly as you would expect it. Ton of athleticism. I mean, you had Pentagon, Jungle Boy, and Ray Phoenix in the same match, and you also had Lucha Swords, which is great in his own in his own right. Yep, but it's a little different style. However, I think he really was highlighted in this match, just as he's been lately. They've been using him really well, but uh, it 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 did it did come through because Jurassic Express came up with the upset win here. I was surprised by it, honestly. I was too. The only my only thought process is perhaps they're going to be uh, FTR's late or next match, which I think they will be considering what happened later on in the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to put uh, Jurassic Express versus FTR. Uh, that'll be an interesting matchup. I'm not sure how great of a match that will be, but we'll see when we get there. It'll be uh, great. After the match, Phoenix and Penta kind of bickered back and forth, and they're basically fighting. I mean, they were they were all up in each other's face. Of course, Eddie Kingston came in, got in between them. Uh, he, he cut a pretty, pretty great promo, as he always does. I mean, the man can cut a promo on a chocolate chip cookie. Yes, he can. And he, you can. And he TV, did. You know that reference. Uh, he was mentioning that their British friend was not there, which I didn't even catch. Apparently that's Pac. That's Pac, uh, yeah. It's been so long since Pac was there, I I forgot about him. Yes, yeah, they basically did Death Triangle and then Pac disappeared. That's yeah. exactly what happened. It's pretty sad because he's so good. I miss he's him. He's so good. He'll be back. Uh, Eddie Kingston even asked Blade where his wife was, which I guess in kayfabe now, Allie is actually married to the Blade and she has chosen QT Marshall over him. <laughs> so that's weird um, but Eddie Kingston did end up forcing the brothers to shake hands uh, Pentagon initially refused but he, he insisted and eventually they they did shake hands and then Eddie Kingston reminds us that he was never actually eliminated from the battle royal which oh, was amazing such
2: a good moment. I don't oh, know if oh this is one gosh. of those moments
0: when AEW is working it into an angle because they screwed up or if this was originally intended this way Because AEW's been really good to work stuff into an angle. Yeah. But either way, I'm okay with it because we're probably going to get Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. So, I mean, we we can't complain about that. Yep. No. I personally would even be okay if we got Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston versus Jon Moxley in a triple threat match. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. They haven't done a triple threat title match yet. They haven't. Uh, I don't really love them. But I would like that one. Yeah. That would be good. And I think it would be a good way to use it, too, because you don't want Lance to eat the pin. Uh, but looks like we're getting – I mean, it's already announced, Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. But maybe Eddie Kingston will change that. You never know. Matches are subject to change. Yeah. Yeah, really liked this. After this, Matt Hardy comes out to address the fans and the live audience. And let me tell you, this was great. This was just what we needed. I wish we would have had this at all out. It would have brought up everybody's mood, but he was going to the hospital because we thought he was dead. Right. Um, he, he basically said he's expecting to make a 100% recovery, which is weird because he didn't have a concussion. So yeah. what's he recovering from? I Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it hurts. I'm sure he hurts, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a little weird. It's like, Oh, he's, he's perfectly fine. He has no concussion. Uh, he's going to take some time off until he makes a recovery. Like, what he's, but... Even on, like, Chris Jericho's uh, Saturday Night Special last week, he literally said, Matt Hardy is not injured. And in the next sentence, he was like, yeah, Matt's going to heal up for a couple weeks. I was like, but you don't have to heal up if you're not hurt.
1: Something maybe like he's definitely just, going on
0: with him. Maybe he's really, really sore. Because he's, what, 46 years old? And he has every right been, to be. <laughs> that's a big old fall, man. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't feel like... I don't know, I don't feel like you should have to recover that long. It'd be like a bruised head. But I don't know. I guess a neck and everything. Yeah. Either way, it was a great promo. Uh, you had Reby in the audience. His wife, she was not tweeting during the show, which is great. Which is really great. Um, we didn't see any kind of feuds brew between her and Tony Khan. I'm <laughs> sure that was a very interesting first meeting. Uh, she, she was, was probably... She was holding Baby Hardy. That's right. That was his debut in, in on live television. And, uh, yeah, she was, uh, she's, that, that had to be an awkward first meeting between her and Tony Khan, but yes, no feuds brewing, which is good. But yeah, this was a great, like heartfelt address to the audience, basically saying, Hey, I'm good. I appreciate everybody's uh, concern for me. I will be back soon. And when he, he said, when he's coming back soon, he's going after AEW gold, which is fine. If he, he goes after it, he just doesn't need to attain it. That's correct. So yeah, looking forward to what they've got coming for Matt Hardy really enjoyed this how did this come over live for you guys
2: it was great the live audience really appreciated this opportunity to see him i think and like give him some feedback and just love on him a little bit because everybody did and you could tell he like could feel it so it was really cool
0: we chanted a lot yeah yeah the crowd was and, very hot the show yeah
2: yeah they really were we made our debut too
0: yeah right. we see you several times yeah at this absolutely.
2: spot absolutely yeah so yeah.
0: before the show started, Tony Khan specifically pointed out that they've made the mics really hot tonight, so that's probably why, that's partially probably why, but I will tell you that the crowd definitely was hotter, because the weather wasn't as hot.
2: Exactly. Like we could yeah. actually
0: breathe through our masks, so it was it was really nice. Yeah,
2: we weren't weren't sweating.
0: Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, Especially, yeah. That, that's even more evident in a segment we will get to, but before that, we have Orange Cassidy versus Angelico. Riley, you're our... Resident Orange Cassidy fan. I thought this was a very good match. What did you think of it?
1: It was alright. It
0: was alright? Was it because you don't like Angelico? Angelico? Whatever his name is?
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of short, and I feel bad because, I mean, obviously I knew that Orange Cassidy was going to win this after beating Chris Jericho. Yeah. But it just seemed like they probably should have highlighted Angelico more. Yeah. But um, that's
0: not It was thing. legit a squash match. I mean, it's really what it yeah. was. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, submission stuff going on with Angelico to begin with, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not loving fiery babyface Orange Cassidy, though. No? kind of makes him kind of bland, meeting him with everybody else. I was expecting him to to come in this match and not try and then almost lose and maybe that get him. but he came in fiery against Angelico, like... Yeah, is he making a a title run? What's what's going on with Archie Cassidy?
1: Yeah, I really wish that he would like kind of chill out a little bit, like before, and maybe he will start chilling out. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're kind of changing his character a little bit, which is fine if that's what he wants to do. But
1: wait, what did uh, you think about it, Matthew? Because you said that you liked Angelico.
0: I very much like Angelico, and I like the the match was fine. I like Angelico's unique submissions that they pointed out. Um, we rewatched this match, and they pointed out really well on commentary. Um, I I was surprised because I figured we were going to see like the fake shin kicks and stuff, and I hope that's not going away. Um, I don't mind fiery babyface Orange Cassidy. As a matter of fact, I'd say I really like it, but I want it to come out when it's needed. You know, they made a big deal. The best friends made a big deal yeah. about Orange Cassidy's not usually like this. Well, and if he's just like this all the time now, I don't know. Again, I don't really have a problem with it, I would just rather it come out when he really needs it to come out, yeah, at that point he's just a guy though he's not orange Cassidy, it's yeah, kinda his whole his whole thing, yeah, but I don't know I think uh I think next week we're probably getting Cassidy versus Jack Evans if I had to assume I think Jack Evans is injured, oh, is he? yeah,
3: hm
0: oh. well, you did have best friends getting involved. And they issued a challenge afterwards for the parking lot brawl, which was originally like the very beginning of the pandemic going to be Best Friends versus Lucha Brothers, I believe it was. Yes. And I guess they're finally making their way back around to that angle. Uh, I'm looking forward to this match. I'm sure it will be great. Uh, Next week's show is pre-taped. Yes. And it will be on Wednesday tonight for those listening, because they mentioned a couple of times throughout the show, they didn't know what night it was going to (laughs) be. Yeah. Um, No fans there, so we'll see how that goes going back to a a regular show. I'm sure they'll do fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, next week, the week after that, they'll go back to their regularly scheduled programming. Yep, we've already got uh, our tickets. Matthew and Kara will, of course, be there. They are season ticket holders without actually holding season tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Because the season tickets apparently suck. Yeah, the, the locations aren't very good, and I'd rather spend an extra $10 a seat on a good seat. Yeah. I mean, you guys are going to get frequent flyer miles, frequent flyer miles before it's over. With. I hope so. Uh, Matthew, why don't you tell us about this next segment when Kip Sabian introduces his best man? Because I feel like you and Carol—I mean, I saw you on the camera. You guys were pretty up for it. Yeah, and I want to know what it, what it felt like being there. Because this was—it was this is the biggest pop AEW's had in quite some time. It was amazing. Before that, there was a very brief segment of Young Bucks kicking Alex Marvis in the face. Oh this yeah, he turn, made the, the Young down. Bucks. Yeah, this turned the Young Bucks back babyface. Because everyone hates Alex Marvez. Sorry, Alex. I'm sure you're great at your job. Uh, Sorry. They were fined five whole thousand dollars. Yeah. They're EVPs of the company. They assaulted one of their employees. (laughs) And they got fined five thousand dollars. Yep. Okay. (laughs) So, Kip Sabian's out here to introduce his best man in a wedding angle, which I believe you specifically said, there's no way it's Rusev. They're not going to introduce him in a wedding angle. And I believe that I agreed. Yeah. Uh, so here's what happened. Uh, Puff, I believe is his name. Puff. Yeah, came out. Who's like an indie wrestler, and uh, Kip Kip is like Puff, what are you, what are you doing here, man? Yeah. And Puff goes, oh, I'm, uh, I'm your best man. And Kip says, No, 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 I never said you were my best man. And Puff said, Yeah, you did. You, you said you texted it to me. And he said, No, I said you're the best man for subscribing to my Twitch channel, which is funny. A little jab. Uh, he yelled at Puff. He, Puff walked away sadly. Uh, then Kip Sabian introduces the best man again. Out comes Brian Pillman Jr., who is awesome and deserves a contract. Should be getting one very soon. Uh, and Brian says, hey, thanks for making me your best man. Uh, he looked like a total doofus here. Because Kip is like, bro, like, no. No, no we're not even friends. Which <laughs> Brian Pillman looks sad. And uh, Kip Sabian had said that it's Brian's birthday. And as Brian was walking away, he said out loud, I hope your birthday sucks and we yelled at kip sabian and started a ha- happy birthday chant for brian pillman i don't know if that came through on tv or not for brian but
3: pillman. it was great
0: um then music comes up and uh the music after kip sabian says once again here is the real best man and the music says i'm the best i'm the best i'm the best man and i saw miro and i am screaming and cheering and I looked at my beautiful wife, who does not know who Miro is, and I yelled through my mouth as loud as I could, "It's Rusev! Rose Rusev! And so she also jumps up and, this is a real thing that happened, she also jumps up and screams, and we popped so big, and it was so cool to be a part of that live, of, of one of the, you know, big free agent gets. Um, it was just, it was absolutely great. Rusev cut a a scathing promo that apparently uh, Chris Jericho helped him write. Mm -hmm. And he said that he was part of the same house for 10 years and he never could break through that imaginary glass ceiling uh, to get that imaginary brass ring. But uh, that other company can take that brass ring and stick it up there behind. Um, He says that he's Miro. Uh, You can see that he's the best gamer on Twitch and he's the best wrestler. And we'll see that on AEW. Elite recognizes Elite. My name is Miro, and I am all elite. And we popped very loudly. Uh, everyone absolutely loved seeing Miro there. Uh, this was—it was, was just—it was a terrific moment. We had an yeah. absolute blast. He came out with the Gucci uh, Gucci Disney pajamas. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a whole fine. story behind that that he said on his YouTube. He said that his character, you know, is a Twitch streamer, so he wanted something yeah. obnoxious and high end. He says the only thing he could find that was in his size that was Gucci is the only <laughs> thing that's two XL were those PJs. Oh, was that's like, amazing. You know I wore it. His apparently one of his friends drove to Miami to pick it up like the night before. There's like a wow. crazy story involved with that, but yeah. I mean he he looks like an obnoxious Twitch streamer, which is great. He does also, with he his blonde hair. Great. he's got the bleach blonde Hollywood hair. Yeah, he looked great. Riley, yeah. you you're only. Your only uh, experience with Rusev, or now Miro, is the Lana wedding angle, right?
1: Well, I actually came in, like, the week before that whole wedding thing happened. Mm -hmm. So, I remember, um, like, Rusev and Bobby Lashley, like, kind of, like, being, like, mean and stuff to each other. And uh, that whole wedding angle was really crazy. How does this
0: compare to the wedding angle, Rusev?
1: This is awesome. So first of all, I love Kip Sabian. Like I'm so tired of people saying Penelope Ford's the star. Uh, Kip Sabian needs to stand aside and stop overshadowing. Or like he does
0: have the, the sex appeal out of the two of those crop tops.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I love Penelope Ford too. I think that they're two. Um, they're great together, and I think that they're also great separately. I like Kip on the mic. Like, I mean, he's an indie guy. He just went out there and like did this whole segment flawlessly. I don't I don't know if anybody has ever even said that. Huh? Micah? How flawlessly he just went out there and just spoke these words. Like, yeah, that's he was one, very good on the mic. That's one thing that I thought about right after he got done talking. I was like, I cannot believe that he has all those skills. And, like, nobody talks about it, it seems like. They just kind of bash him because Penelope Ford is better or something. I don't know. But, anyways, I loved um, – whole Miro thing and I liked his promo that he cut that was really cool I love all the twitch references and stuff and people were saying how it's weird that Kip is like paired up with Miro but I don't think it's weird because I I I think that um they seem like they would match even though like they look different like size comparison and like all that but I have a feeling that their personalities are probably very similar
0: yeah yeah this will definitely benefit Kip Sabian. Yeah. Definitely. I'm proud for it because he's kind of had to take the back seat for a while. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he's great. Like you said, he's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Uh, yeah. he definitely, He's definitely better than Penelope Ford. Uh, a lot of people may say that Ford is the star of the two, but I, I'm pretty sure I know why they would say that. Uh, but it's not because of in, her in-ring ability, unfortunately. But Kip Sabian is, in my opinion, the star of the two. He's he's charismatic, he's got the mic skills, he's got the in-ring ability. I think he's great. I'm super stoked to see Miro. I think WWE dropped the ball on Rusev probably more than anybody in the last few years. Yeah. I mean, he was a built-in star. You had Miro Day chance automatically. Miro was into it. I mean, that's the loudest pop I've heard from from this uh, reduced crowd. Even, even more than being there at All Out for anybody. Yeah. I mean, Garby, Eddie, anybody. Uh, not only that, this is the first episode to break one million since AEW's third episode, I believe it yeah. was. Yeah. No, no, no. It was the first first episode, I think, was the only one that broke a million. No, the third episode did. It was, uh, Maybe, it was okay. like 1. 1.4, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.1, 1, and then like 900,000. Uh, were Because they had a few episodes that broke a million. But uh, yeah, it was... Definitely good to see Miro come in. I'm still kind of baffled that he's coming in on a wedding angle, but after his promo, I can basically see this whole wedding angle is going to be one massive WWE slap in the face. Well, yeah,
1: yeah especially with that whole Twitch stuff that Kip was doing and all that. Yeah. I just think it's hilarious because like he went out there, he spit that promo, and he sounded like fired up and angry, like he was ready to prove something. And I think that that's really cool, especially since you know Bobby Lashley and Lana are like divorced now, and it's just like a trash angle that they did, and then they ruined Rusev and they fired him. Okay.
0: Yeah, Uh, Rusev or Miro did mention that he hopes that WWE doesn't take out his promo on his wife, and uh, they probably will. Well, I don't. I don't know. I I mean, they. They're doing a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Whatever. B-Dubs, what did you think of? Mira's debut.
2: Um, if you were watching the crowd and you saw the person dancing, that was me. I was dancing. <laughs> um, I thought at All Out when the um, mystery debut wasn't Rusev that I wasn't disappointed because I love Evan Bourne. But apparently I was at least a little disappointed because this was very, very exciting. Like, I will remember Matthew going, it's Rusev, forever. Because I was like, hey, it's Rusev, it's, it's Rusev. <laughs> and it was very fun. And I loved the promo. And it was all, like, everybody was fired up. And uh, I, I think I stayed that way pretty much from here to the end yeah. because of this.
0: I just kept going, I'm so
2: glad it's Rusev. I'm so glad it's Rusev.
0: <laughs> you yeah, so, surprised now. they didn't debut him at All Out. But it does appear, it did appear to have worked. Debuting yeah. him on the set, So they had a lot of yeah. views. I don't think they'd want to debut him in the Casino Battle Royale and then make him lose immediately. I think he's going to be yeah. really protected and then probably lose to a big AEW star like Hangman or Kenny, Darby yeah. maybe. Yeah. I can. I think also his YouTube clip of his debut was like the first one to reach a million in a while. Not a yeah, million, it was a lot. I don't know. Had a lot of views. I remember that. Yeah, it was over a million. It was crazy. Remember, yeah, that's that's a big deal. He's obviously a draw. Curious to see what the ratings are next week. So I think NXT and AEW are both going to be back on Wednesdays. So oh, we'll, really?
3: see. we'll okay. see how that goes.
0: But yeah, after that, we had Chris Jericho, the Demo God, Matthew's favorite gimmick, and Jake Hager, nice. my favorite AEW wrestler. Both of those were lies, folks, against Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. I really did enjoy this match, though. Uh, Sonny Kiss even got a lot of offense on Hager, uh, kind of hearkening back to Sonny Kiss eliminating him in the Battle Royale. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a no-DQ Tag team match, I believe. Uh, that definitely came into play. But we did get the inner circle over Joy Janela and Sonny Kiss, as you would expect. Uh, Riley, what did you think of this match?
1: I actually liked this match, and I was actually surprised at how many chair shots that Jericho took. Yeah, like, yeah. did he take a few? Like, yeah, he did. That looked really hard, too. I think Sonny Kiss—no, it was Janela that, like, mm-hmm. hit the crap out of his back with a chair— and that was pretty crazy. And then um he also ran into a chair face first. Well obviously protected by his arm in the right. corner. But it still looked like it hurt really bad. Um I'm 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 not a huge fan of Janella. Um, but Sonny Kiss like really shined in this match, I think. Um, I actually thought that he got some really good offense in. Um his flexibility is stinking crazy. Like what he can do. And, like, he just, like, kicks people just with ease. But, yeah, I think that he's shining this match. And um, I, I liked I, I liked the outcome. Jericho definitely should have won here. I'm not big on Hager, but he wasn't bad in this match. So, yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah, and I will say, at All Out, we were kind of all discussing, where does Jericho go next? Yep. Who does, who does he have a feud against? Uh, maybe Frankie Kazarian? Maybe some up and coming talent. Who do we who do we have next for for Jericho? Well, after the match, Jericho let us know, him and Hager, are going after FTR for the AEW Tag Team Champions Championship. Yep. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Bleh. That it's just- a
0: little it's a little weird. I'm sorry, Riley. I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. Her whole opinion oh, no, that was bleh. That was okay. That was just saying, but that
1: was bombing, so you can go ahead. Trash.
0: <laughs> Trash, trash. <laughs> i uh I think it's weird that the inner circle has a tag team that is going for the tag titles that isn't Santana and Ortiz who hasn't oh even right. really sniffed the titles but I mean it's fine if they want you know Chris Jericho to go out there and have a tag team match maybe maybe he's you know needing a little bit of a break or maybe he maybe he just wanting to wind down his career and he doesn't want to work singles matches anymore I don't know I hope that's not the case but I don't know maybe it is um I'm not thrilled about it, but at the same time, I tr- AEW has built a certain amount of trust where even if I go, this isn't really something I'm looking forward to, they usually make it good. So no. I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm sure it'll turn out to be okay, even though I'm not super excited about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. What about you, Carol? Do you have any opinions about it?
2: I choose not to question Le Champion. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there to it.
0: Whatever, whatever he says goes. Yeah, it is It is weird. The tag team division is so stacked. A little odd they would work in two single stars. I don't know for sure if it's like Chris Jericho wants to wind down his career as much as it is. He's still touring with Fozzie. Maybe he wants a break to, to some singles, to some tag team matches. They're obviously less strain. Right. You. But, uh, I don't know. They probably don't want to put him and Sammy together because Sammy is uh, kayfabe injured and he's got a, a singles run in him. But... I don't know. It is a little weird having Santana and Ortiz there and them not being going the tag team uh, in the tag team title, and maybe that will brew some sort of uh, animosity between Santana and Ortiz and uh, Jericho. Maybe that'll bring some uh, drama into the the inner circle. I yeah, guess we'll maybe. find out.
1: And then the Dark Order will stand the only one that does not have turmoil in their group.
0: And well, they do. They're uh. cold.
1: They're <laughs>
3: Uh
0: After that, we had John Moxley coming out, talking about his match with MJF at All Out. As always, great promo from the AEW champion. And uh, he starts to talk about Lance Archer and their championship clash coming up. You're, right. you're, skipping right. a, you're skipping ahead too far. Where? what am I skipping? MJF cut a promo here with his campaign crew. Did he? Yes, he yeah. did. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, he basically like turns the the campaign room inside out he's like you know what i did this whole thing just so i could get the title. look at me i still lost He he's flipping the the tables he's knocking all the posters down uh the what is the woman's name that's in his campaign i can't uh, remember smiley Mick smiles a lot she's over there and she's smiling he's like oh now you smile without me telling you throws her out of the room throws lee johnson nina. out of the room nina yeah okay nina's there smiling and uh it it leaves wardlow in mjf and and mjf just just runs wardlow down i mean he just dresses him down right there and wardlow looks like he wants to murder this tiny tiny man
1: but he can't <laughs> yeah i'm here MJF for that signs his checks.
0: that's right mjf says oh do you think you, you thinking about something there wardlow he's like i want you to remember who signs your checks So, I I don't know, maybe, can we get some, like, some Wardlow singles matches going? Maybe he can get signed by Tony Khan? Yeah, come on. Uh, That way he doesn't have to be under MJF's thumb so much. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, what kind of show is Tony Khan running here? Got (laughs) got workers not even signed under contract by him, but subcontracted by other wrestlers? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, sloppy shop, guys, sloppy shop.
2: So speaking of Tony Khan, he came out to speak to the live audience before we went live, and he did make a point of telling everyone, don't try to, like, you know, tackle Mox or anything. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. It was funny. It was it's great.
0: not something he should even have to say.
2: Shouldn't even have to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Moxley actually talked about that in an interview, and, uh, he was like, yeah, I don't feel like the guy was trying to hurt me, but, like, don't do that. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Yeah. "He's like, I feel like he was just, like, in the rock star moment, like, yeah, Moxley, let's go. He's like, but come on, guys. don't. I don't want you touching me. Don't do that. This is COVID. Right. We can't have that Actually happen right now.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, then we had the Moxley promos, which were great, as always. Then we had the FTR AEW Tag Team Championship celebration. Boo! This segment was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it it was. It was probably the worst part of the show for me. I do want to point out that Lance Archer had a promo, too. We skipped it somehow. It's not on my recap sheet. But Lance Archer and Jake Roberts were outside, and it was, like, raining. And, uh, Jake oh, yeah, put that over, was really good. Yeah, Jake put over Lance Archer. Uh, and the Mox promo was also exceptional, as it always is. So Yeah, yeah so go yeah. find those on YouTube. Watch them. The, yeah, the tag team thing was a, a miss for me. It yeah, really it was. was. All of these celebrations end up being misses for me. I yeah. mean, Thanksgiving celebration I didn't like the uh, the inner circle celebration, the, the other one they had I didn't like that. I didn't like this celebration either. So no. maybe I'm just not a celebratory person. I don't know.
1: One thing I did like about this whole segment, and this is gonna be weird for me to say, but Dax and Cash like they like nonchalantly like threw like insults at people like they just kind of like just were talking normal and insults were coming out of their mouth and like like the one with um
0: they are being passive aggressive
1: uh christopher daniels daniels talking about how oh you used to be so good like it would have been great to wrestle you in your prime and then they shoot (laughs) uh his face on the camera and like he's like oh okay okay. and so i like that part but I just, I don't like FTR, I don't think that they should have the title belts, and this whole segment was trash, because of them, thank you,
0: I think, (laughs) I think that this was a little inspired, because when you look at the people on the outside, and FTR's, they're basically talking about how the rest of the division is trash, but you know who's not there? The Young Bucks are not there. Kenny Mm -hmm. Omega and Hangman are not there. The best friends are not there. The Lucha Brothers are not there. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno are not there. You know who is there? SCU, who hasn't done anything since Scorpio Sky started doing singles. Yep. Uh, Other than the Lucha, the the Lucha, the Jurassic Express. I do that every single week, guys. Come on, Jr. Yeah, Yeah. you've got the Beaver Boys out there for the Dark Order. Dark Order Jobbers uh santana ortiz weren't there so it was it was mostly just crap i mean it was, it was crap around the you room. even you even had some like dark teams that like yeah. don't even have names yeah Luther and, Luther and serpentico was out there yeah and i'm like well, are these guys even a tag team but i forgot you had mentioned that they tagged together on dark so it was yeah. it was just a bunch of guys that aren't really doing anything right now other than the team that they're going to face next week so that but true. there
2: was dinosaurs and cake
0: there was Dinosaurs and Cake. There was. Yeah, yeah. before it was over with, uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, they got a little bit of a, a scuffle with FTR. And the segment ended with Luchasaurus stuffing his face with cake. So that's all I need to say. You know what? This is a good segment. This is a good segment, now that I think about it. Now, this this was really a miss of a segment for me. It was just It wasn't weird. bad. It was, yeah, it was just plates. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I did love it. Uh, speaking of... Not being the greatest. Uh, we had Nyla Rose versus Tay Conti. I didn't even remember this match happened until I saw it in my recap here. So that should tell you about how it went. Uh, it was kind of a squash match, which I was surprised by. Uh, Tay Conti, this is like her debut officially as an AEW wrestler. She's got oh, a little God. emotional. Yeah. You keep skipping stuff, man. What am I skipping? You're Ricky, in Ricky in starts. Of
2: this review, Ricky Starks. Maybe he, he has he a plan. And he says- I don't
0: have a plan. I have no plan.
3: Well,
2: My plan
0: is that I have no plan. So Ricky Starks comes out, dressed as Darby Allen, and then makes fun of Darby Allen again. And then after the show he tweets and says, I am going to continue to cosplay as Darby Allen and make fun of him until Darby Allen shows up like a man. And it's great. Absolutely Ricky Starks I is hope, incredible. I hope Darby Allen is out for a while. Yeah. Just It'll because be, yeah. to see more of this. Being Darby is more entertaining than Darby being Darby, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Uh, also okay, worth mentioning, T- I saw uh, a little clip earlier of Rybach, Ryback, whatever his name is, Ryback. assaulting Ricky Starks years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a little uh, segment on WWE when Ricky Starks was an extra. So nice. him and MJF have that in common. I guess that's what it takes to make you a great heel is to be assaulted by a WWE superstar. <laughs> so you got MJF with his Samoa Joe story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we didn't we did miss that. When, when was that even? Was it right before this match? Yes. I don't know, this is like a whole week ago, and my recap doesn't mention it. But we do have Tay Conti versus Nyla Rose. It Kind of a squash match, like I said. Um, I was expecting more. Tay Conti got pretty emotional on her entrance, because this yeah. is her first match as an AEW wrestler. And you know who wasn't there at any point? Anna, Anna Jay. Yeah. She offered that contract to Tay Conti here recently, and uh, we uh, didn't see her at all. Uh, Conti got a little bit of offense in. I mean, she got, like, an arm bar and some other stuff. She looked like maybe she'd get an upset victory. But Nyla Rose hit her with the Beast Bomb for the win. Uh, Vicky Guerrero cut a promo saying the Vicious Vixens are going nowhere. They're going to take over the women's division. And uh, Wait, what
1: women's division? How many people do they have in
0: there? Oh, they've got at least four or five now. Okay. <laughs> so, I, just
1: wanted, I, just
0: to... I mean, she's like a quarter of the way through but who came in to defend Takeanti but Hikaru Shida yep with her kendo stick kendo sticks are very popular here recently yes. um yeah so i guess this is maybe teasing another shida versus rose match yep and it kind of painted Takeanti as a baby face so will she go to dark order maybe not maybe we'll get a Takeanti versus Anna J feud i'm okay with that too this match wasn't great but it did kind of further some storylines, so I'm not gonna not gonna paint it too harshly. It did the job. It did the job for sure. I mean mm.
1: it made me want to see more of Conti.
0: Like, Yeah.
1: I mean, I kind of wish it was a longer match, but it wasn't terrible. I liked the ending
0: yep. yeah just... Conti had or tie sorry Taek Conti had like a, a couple. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu armbar type things on there, which Carol can now do. Um, so it, it was it was cool. I mean, it, it was it was a different type of match. It came off fine live, but it yeah. wasn't like incredible or anything, but it did the job. We also, after that, uh, I may be missing some things. Am I missing anything? Yeah, we need, we need to talk about Hangman first before you get to Kenny Omega. Yeah. Hangman's was a little earlier in the show, but it's okay to talk about him back to back. Tony Skiavon chatted with Hangman Page. Go ahead and tell us about it. Oh, this this segment, this it was segment so good hits you so good hits you right in the feels.
1: Why doesn't mm-hmm. he have his own movie yet?
0: Gosh, he, if anybody leaves, such a good if actor. anybody leaves AEW as an actor, it's gonna be Hangman. Yeah, like he's, if he's there great. is a, I mean, there's not even anybody to compare against a Batista. If there's a Batista in AEW, it's Hangman Page because Batista yeah. actually is a good actor. He's got he some, he's got some crap movies, but he's also got you know Guardians of the Galaxy. Some other good stuff I'm uh, yeah. doing coming up. Did you see the shade he threw at The Rock the other day? Speaking of which, this is un- unrelated. He was uh, he was saying that, yeah, he The Rock's like the greatest superstar of all time or the greatest like action movie star, but he wants to be more. He doesn't want movies like Terminator and stuff like that. And I was like, dude. Fast and Furious is what he said. Fast and Furious, yeah. And it's like. Or dude, Bumblebee. Like, Bumblebee, yeah. It's like, c- come on, man. You're. You're in a Marvel movie. I mean, that's your claim to fame. It's (laughs) too far different. I get that you're maybe a little bit more refined than Dwayne Johnson, but come on, man. Anyways, yeah, Hangman Adam Page. He's there getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he's basically holding on to the hope that him and Kenny are still going to get back together. They're still going to work things out. He's obviously very oblivious to what happened. Yeah, he basically said, you know what, Kenny and I I don't always see eye to eye, uh, and perhaps we are drifting apart, but the reality is we've got a lot of wins, and when we're in the ring, we always, you know, things tend to always work out. We've only had one loss. So I'm hoping to get back with Kenny Omega and climb back to the top and get those titles again. Yeah. He also offered Tony a drink, to which Tony replied, I'm sorry, I'm working. Right. It's kind of a little bit of shade at Hangman, like, hey man, maybe don't drink while you're working. You wouldn't have so many problems in your life, Hangman. (laughs) But yeah, Hangman was just, he was so sad throughout this whole interview. He basically boils down, he like breaks down, and he's like, no, maybe this is just what I am. Maybe I've always just been full of poison. Everything around me goes bad. The people around me, I keep hurting them. I've lost all my friends. It's just poor, poor Hangman. Yeah. just just feel bad for our sad, lonely, anxious millennial cowboy. And... A little after that in the show, we had the Kenny Omega interview. And so you had Hangman sitting there all sad, hoping to get back together with Kenny Omega. And you had Kenny there, not being like really a heel or anything. Yeah. But also really not wanting to get back together with Hangman Adam Page. Making it very clear that yep. he's going to do what he was always meant to do and become the poster boy for this company. That's right. He's going for the AEW title. And uh, he he basically states, you know, he he had his little his little run in the tag team division, but that's not really his limelight. He's running in the singles division where he was destined to run and do what he's best at. And uh, it it definitely shades to bringing back the cleaner, yeah, because that's so many people coming into AEW it's like, oh, we don't this is not New Japan, the cleaner Kenny. This is like some second rate Kenny. He's right. like, no, I'm going to do what I was always supposed to do. And he didn't come off as a heel, really. He came yeah. off as very confident, very cocky. Uh, but just you know, he he didn't put down Hangman. He said, you know, what we did was great, but that time has passed, and uh, he, he basically is still in between. I'm curious when we will see the full heel turn, or if we will, because AEW is really good with shades of gray. Yeah. So so we will see. Riley, what did you think about the segment? You're the resident Kenny Omega fan.
1: Um, it was good. He obviously didn't seem like happy or anything. He just seems like he has a job to do. He's going to do the job that he needs to do. Um, yeah. I am excited to see him uh, change, like his character evolve. I really like Kenny, so I'm going to like, I think, whatever he does.
0: Yeah, and if anybody has a Kenny Omega action figure, hit us up at WrestleLife Radio on Facebook. (laughs) We can't find any. We've been to seven Walmarts now.
1: It's my birthday, okay? So if anybody out there has one or knows of a Walmart that has one, just send it to me. Thank you. We
0: went to the ones... In Jacksonville, that the Young Bucks filmed that had Kenny Omega action figures, but no. They not. bought them all.
2: They bought them all. Come on, guys. So. Yeah.
0: They didn't buy any Cody's, though. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, I want to talk about a nuance that I really liked in the Hangman okay. and Kenny thing. So they had Tony Schiavone with Hangman and Jim Ross with Kenny. And the reason that was so great is because in WWE, you'd have Tony interviewing both, right? So if yeah. if you have Michael Cole interviewing both, then you, so he would have interviewed Hangman. Then he would have interviewed Kenny. And I said, well, that's not what Hangman thinks. Well, right now, we have no idea what Kenny thinks about what Hangman said because they basically happened at the same time. Yeah. And so even though we saw them separately, now we're going, well, Hangman wants to get back together with Kenny, and Kenny says no. What's going to happen between these two former friends? And I love that little subtlety about it. Everything that Hangman and Kenny has done period, since they've gotten together, has just been absolutely perfect. And even though that was just such a little thing, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, and also, can we talk about how great JR is in these sit-down interviews? Yeah. He's really good. He needs to do more of them. I think that might be his niche. He did the one with Santana, I believe it was. He did the one with Jungle Boy. That was really good. Uh, He did the one with Sean Spears going into the first all-out. I know that's kind of Tony Schiavone's role. But JR's really good at it. Tony Giovanni's also great as well. But uh that that's kind of I feel like his niche. I mean, we give him some crap on commentary nowadays. He's obviously not the best anymore. But he's still really good in these sit-down interviews, kind of when he's I guess more relaxed and laid back. Yeah. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, I and- think that uh the interview that he had with Kane a few years ago where he was burnt burnt alive. Uh, might have have scarred him from wanting to do these again. It's possible. He -hmm. he uh, maybe should check for gas cans when he walks into an interview. Uh, (laughs) Nobody, I mean, who sits down and has a conversation with somebody with a gas can sitting next to him on like a sofa? Especially a guy known to burn people. Come on, JR.
1: I would have been like, what you got there, buddy? What you got there?
0: never even (laughs) mentioned it. It's just there. Yeah, am I missing anything else before we go to the main event? Uh, I don't believe so. All right. Well, there was an announcement actually on commentary you guys didn't see. Yeah. They said that Cody Rhodes had a big announcement after AEW. Yeah, the show ended at 9:56 and we're like, uh uh what's what's going on guys? What's going on? Yeah. And we're watching on Fight TV and we didn't get the announcement. Yeah. It is a TNT announcement or whatever, but uh yeah, so I'm just going to say it now. The announcement was Cody is getting a game show sort of. It's like a talent show, game show America's Got Talent thing, uh, they're recording it all in Georgia, and Cody is one of the judges, which is a big deal, really. Yeah, I mean, all the judges are kind of big names. It's that country singer girl Rosario yeah. Dawson and Snoop Dogg. I mean, I
1: really like Rosario Dawson too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's all big names. Uh, you've got the Machine, Burt Kreischer, not the Machine, Brian Cage. So they're gonna have a Machine versus Machine match for it's over with. Uh, I'm in. Let's do it. I've, I've actually heard some rumors that if you win a TNT championship, believe it or not, you get your own TV show. Wow. So we'll That's, see that's pretty if, cool. We'll see if being the Dark Order gets their own TV, uh, TNT contract. Maybe they'll do some Chili's reviews from around the country. We'll, Maybe. We'll see. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was kind of like, oh, so that's what it is. I mean, it's cool that TNT <laughs> is, is putting uh, Cody in a limelight. They've been really doing all they can to push AEW, which is really great to see. Right. Um. I mean, yeah, I was hoping maybe it was an announcement for their second show or something, but it's fine.
1: And since yeah. Fight TV doesn't get commercials, we didn't get this commercial because that's what it was.
0: Yeah, they it didn't did show it live do. any either. Um, Dustin just got a promo after the match, so basically yeah. thanking fans for coming back. It was good. Let's talk about the main event. Yeah, it was honestly a really good match.
1: It was really good. Yeah.
0: Dustin Rhodes, real. I mean, the man's what fifty-one years old. Yes. And I'll be honest with you. I've watched him one of his matches from like ten years ago. He looked he looks better now. It's yep. amazing the fact that he's fifty one years old. He's so fluid. I mean, they call him a natural for the the natural for a reason, I guess. Yeah. It's just crazy. He didn't get squashed by Brody Lee. Honestly, a couple times he had me thinking he was going to win. Yeah. Uh, he actually I mean, attacked Brody Lee before the match started, which was cool. Yeah, he attacked Brody Lee in the same way that Brody Lee attacked attacked Cody basically reversing his, his method on him yeah uh, he hit him with Cody's finisher and if that would have won that would have been great but uh Brody Lee did survive that uh, and a pal driver and but before it was over with Brody Lee saw I mean he was it was winded he saw a small small opening he hit Dustin with his like super lariat yeah and got the win. After like a what was a twenty minute match? It was a serious match. It was like almost towards the time limit. Yeah, it was terrific. Very good match. Honestly, one of the better TNT matches I've seen. And uh, you know, I'm I'm all for Brody Lee staying a TNT champion. I yeah. would have maybe liked to see Dustin win it and then give it up like next week or the week after to Brody Lee, just so he has one more title. You know, right. on his on his record. Because I don't really foresee him winning any more AEW any AEW titles in his run. Yeah. Maybe he will, but I don't. I just don't see it. But it was it was good to see him put on such a performance. What did you think about it, Matthew? I thought it was really good. Um, we I was sitting here watching it, and they came out at like twenty till, and I'm like, mm, there's no way that this is going to last twenty minutes, and it almost did. It lasted sixteen or seventeen minutes. Um, it just kind of blew my mind that Goldust versus Luke Harper was main eventing <laughs> AEW Dynamite and were absolutely killing it. It was so, so good. Uh, and it just, I think that, let me just say this a lot of people complain that AEW has been picking up WWE's former wrestlers, um, which is ridiculous because I think it's silly that you can't work at one place and then go somewhere else. Uh, as long as they don't hire them all, like Impact did, who literally hired all of them and pushed all of them. Yep. Uh, he I'm offered okay Zero with a bunch of money, by the way. Yeah, but uh, that's that's different. He he did absolutely deserved it. Yep. But I just, I, I'm totally fine with this. Like, it was just so good. So, yes, more of this, please. Uh, make Brody Lee a monster. Have him hold it a long, long time until uh, a baby face that's getting a push. I think it will be Darby Allen. Uh, becomes the next TNT top champion, uh, but I want that to be six or eight months away. I want a long reign. I love long reigns in wrestling, and I think AEW will do it right. Yeah, I don't know if I can see Darby Allen knocking over Brody Lee. Maybe a uh, maybe a hardcore match or something. We'll see. Darby Allen is a big star. Uh, they really believe in him. So yeah, but I, he's not a big I, guy. I can him. No, no, but make <laughs> a big size difference. I mean, you know, David and Goliath, whatever. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely see how that goes. But I liked. Yeah, no, uh, you. I knew you liked this match. What did you? Uh, what do you what have say about it?
1: I like this one. I think this was my favorite TNT Championship match. Really? Because honestly, I wasn't expecting it to be this good. Um, and I feel bad for saying this, but just because of Dustin's age, he's old. I guess.
0: he's an old old man.
1: And I I just didn't expect him to like go that hard. Like, I mean, he was just. I mean, he seemed like he was way less tired than Brody Lee.
0: Like, yeah, and he's it was, out in the Florida humidity.
1: And I really, really love those shots where, I don't know if they, like, get super kicked or what, but then they, like, fall on the rope, and then they, the rope catapults them back up, mm-hmm. and that's how Dustin lost, because, like,
3: yeah. Bro-
1: that happened to Brody first, and then Brody, like, punched Dustin into the ropes, and then mm-hmm. he comes back up. And then he goes on the other rope, I think. And then that's when he comes up with that lariat and, like, slams him on the ground and pins him. But I really liked this match. Um, It was really energetic. Like, that was surprising to me. But it was was really good. It was my favorite TNT Championship match.
0: Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was definitely very good. Uh, Afterwards, they did kind of, you know, continue the story of the Dark Order. Uh, I think Colt Cabana came out to congratulate Brody Lee, and he, like, shoved him away, if I remember right. Um, we did have John Silver out there holding the TNT title.
1: Which doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, why would you trust a kid to hold your title? I don't know. Right. Okay. But overall, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, I know you were saying before the show you think it's maybe the, the best show of the uh, the crowd era. Yes, the crowd come era. Back. Yeah, I I I think I might would agree. I think it probably gets an A, almost A plus. I mean, really, really good show. Yeah. Do you guys do you want to agree?
2: I agree. I also give it an A. I thought as we were sitting there, I said, honestly, this was a better show than all out, all things put together. Yeah. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, there's no Met Hardy incident, which really just brought a bummer. That's right. True. Right.
2: That's true. Um,
0: I, I'm i also going to give the show an A. It's not quite perfect. Um, the tag team thing, as much as I love FDR, it was kind of a miss for me. Um, yeah. And the Nyla Rose match was just fine. Um, nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't exceptional. Uh, but this this show was just, from start to finish, even the stuff that was a little bit of a miss, it was still entertaining. And I don't think yeah. there was any part of the show where I'm like, all right, let's get on with it. Like The tag team thing wasn't that long. The Nyla Rose match was Four five minutes, so yeah, and we got to see Vicky, so yeah, the show was the show was good. It had some exceptional things like the Hangman Kenny Omega promos. Uh, the opening match was amazing. The uh, main event was amazing. Yeah, solid A show. Yeah, I think we can unanimously agree. You yeah. um, know, you're not, not going to give it an A. What are you going to say?
1: No, I'm going to give my two cents about why I'm giving it an A instead of an A plus. Okay. Okay. So the reason why I'm not giving it an A plus is because I was reminded that FTR won the championship, belts that all out. (laughs) So that's the only that is legitimately the only reason I'm giving it an A because I was reminded of that terrible, terrible occurrence.
0: Poor Hangman and Kenny. Yes. Yeah, I think that's it for AEW this week. A little long of a review, but glad you guys stuck with us. This was about an hour long. Not too bad. There's a lot going on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a very short break. Going to pay some bills. We'll be right back. And we'll do some WWE chat. Boo. We'll be right back.
3: Hello out there, all you filthy animals. This is Aya Freak, and you're listening to Wrestle Life Radio.
0: <laughs> and we're back. We only, are. Only, but, only half of us, though. Yeah. The, the women heard WWE, and they got so disgusted. Unfortunately, they got very, very sick, and they had to leave. <laughs> yeah. So they couldn't stomach it. Now I get it. I get it. Actually, you know what? I'm feeling a little sick, so if you just can continue the rest of the show without me. No. Uh, yeah. No, I, I need someone to bounce, bounce comments off of. Fine. This shouldn't Say take what? that long. I've done a Raw review by myself before. It's miserable. <laughs> Kyle it's can rough. do it. But not everyone has that in them. <laughs> Kyle actually does a really good job when he does uh, episodes by himself. You, just, you get you get him revved up and going, and he just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle should be back next week, by the way. Happy late birthday, Kyle. Yeah, happy late birthday. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some big goings-on okay. in the WWE. Uh, because I did not watch much of SmackDown. And I watched almost all of Raw, uh, but I was distracted by uh, Fall Guys because that game is very fun. Much more fun than Raw. Yeah. Raw was actually really good though, but let's talk about SmackDown first because SmackDown mm-hmm. happened. First. I watched 0% of this, so tell me all that, about it. That's fine. Uh, and again, we're not doing a segment by segment. I just want to talk about a couple things that happened and see what you thought about it. Okay. So you know, I assume you know, I know you have been watching SmackDown, is that uh, Alexa Bliss is kind of infatuated with The Fiend. I know. The last I heard, she had the braids in her hair, and Nikki was like, oh, you shouldn't have that. You remind me too much of The Fiend. Because I guess she she's... Nothing like The Fiend. Yeah. Uh, that's not, first of all, rude. Second of <laughs> all, what Nikki Cross sounds like. Uh, yeah. Third of all, you can do your hair certain ways. I mean, like, other people can have dreadlocks. She literally used to do her hair like this. So. So. Anyways. That's the last uh, but, I heard of it. Yeah. So there was a Fatal 4-Way match with uh, Lacey Evans, who hasn't been on TV in forever, Tamina who hasn't won a match in forever uh Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss in a fatal four-way to see who's going to go face Bayley at Class of Champions Uh, and during this match Alexa Bliss did the um or at least attempted to do the Sister Abigail onto Nikki Cross Mm. and uh I don't know if she's supposed to be uh, you know, just infatuated with The Fiend, or if he's supposed to be controlling her, or if Sister Abigail has supposedly possessed her. Um, I know everyone wanted the Liv Morgan, Ray Wyatt thing. What do you think of Alexa Bliss aligning herself with The Fiend? Because I think this is where it's going. Uh, a little weird. A little weird seeing The Fiend being aligned with anybody personally. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess I won't spoil uh, it yet's Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know, it's a little weird. I guess, you know, you have the whole Sister Abigail thing. I would... Hmm, I'd maybe be okay with, like, Alexa Bliss being a character on, like, the Firefly Funhouse or something. But she doesn't appear to be connected to Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. She appears to be connected to The Fiend. Right. I don't know. It's, it's a little weird to me. And also, Alexa's a pretty big star in the Women's Division. It seems a little weird that she's basically being a plot point in The Fiend story. Which right. is making her own story. But she's i mean, she's done just about everything you can think of in the Women's Division. So maybe she wants something else. I don't know. Uh, I'm not totally against it till I see where it goes. But I'm not sure that it's the right move. Right. I gotcha. There's people I mean, out there that could have used that aren't being used. And possibly don't have the star power of Alexa Bliss. Right. I'm kind of there with you. I just... I'm kind of okay with this. But, like, it's, I like The Fiend and I like Alexa Bliss. So, in that aspect, sure, it could be cool. But, no, like, just, no. I'm sorry. I don't want The Fiend to align himself with anyone. Um, We'll see where it yeah. goes, though. Hopefully it'll be good. But, uh, historically, probably not. Yeah, we'll see. It just depends. Who's writing this? Is the WWE writing this or is Bray Wyatt writing this? Because this, if this is a Bray Wyatt thing, it could be brilliant. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Remember, this started out with a swamp fight, which basically everyone hated. It wasn't good. Yeah. So, it wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bailey. Bailey cut a promo that basically, and it was great because Bailey is great. Yeah. But she said, Sasha Banks, I never liked you and I was always using you. Now, does anyone believe that? No. No, not at all. This is very similar to when Sasha Banks came back and she's like, oh, those tag team titles are worthless to me. I never even wanted to wrestle for them. And then her and Bayley win them a couple months later and they're, it's like their proudest achievement. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those things where like in the moment it makes sense, but it won't make sense in three weeks. Like the, the Bayley and Sasha will get back together in six months to a year and uh, it'll be like this promo never happened because WWE doesn't believe that people can remember things week to week. Yeah, I mean, you could, I guess I can see why Bailey would say something like that. She's trying to maintain the high ground, but I don't know. I'm I'm still looking forward to Sasha Banks versus Bailey. Yeah. And did you notice that Hell in a Cell was moved? I believe to October 25th, which is supposedly where Bailey and Sasha are going to face each other. From rumors. I'm in. Uh, It just so happens that it was moved right before The Mandalorian debuts, which stars, Sasha Banks. Perhaps they want her to go on to premiere The Mandalorian with some gold around her waist. We'll see. That's actually a really good idea. We will see.
3: I mean, yeah, you've got,
0: got one of your biggest women stars debuting in one of the biggest TV shows right now. I could see how they could want her to be the champion. Yeah, I get it. Makes it does make me wonder if she'll walk out away from this babyface though. I hope not. I just it's so WWE if if it does. Because you'll have Sasha Banks who's been a heel the entire time with her heel best friend. Her heel best friend will turn on her and like, Well, we gotta have babyface in this feud. We have to. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred percent she's turning face. It it'll be stupid. But I mean Lacey Evans turned face by showing like her daughter on TV, so yeah. And then she turned heel by walking out. So I mean, it just it just it does. They, yeah, the they big show of Yeah, basically. So, uh, fam- I have labeled this family matters. <laughs> Roman Reigns, who is absolutely killing it, absolutely killing it as a heel. He looks like a friggin' monster. He's so good uh, in the main event. Uh, Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, who are real life cousins. And kayfabe cousins, so it it did bleed over into the television show. Uh, defeated Baron Corbin and Sheamus in the main event. Uh, after the match was over, Roman Reigns is holding his title high. Uh, Jay Uso also lifts his hands and was is like lift like grabbing Roman's hand, uh, but he's touching the title, and Roman looks over at Jay like he wants to murder him, and it was yeah. just so good. We all know that there's zero a 0% chance that Jey Uso's winning the universal title. Like, it's absolutely yeah. not happening. Uh, and I can't believe this is even going to be on pay-per-view. But whatever. I just... Fine. Jey Uso's a hard worker. He's... he's I'm a big fan. I, not personally, but professionally, I'm a big fan of Jey Uso. Um, I'm, I'm cool if Roman Reigns destroys uh, basically everyone in his family. And uh, the rumor is that he's going to be facing The Rock at WrestleMania. So what do you think about that? Yeah, like I was telling Matthew before, I want I want him to go through Jay, I want him to go through Jimmy, I want Rikishi to come out. I'm gonna go through Rikishi and uh, WrestleMania in Hollywood. Roman yep. Reigns versus The Rock. Let's make it happen. It would be kind of perfect. Man, I cannot imagine the check that have to be cut to make that match happen. Uh but yeah, I you know what? I'm loving heel Roman Reigns. Uh he's one of the only enjoyable things on SmackDown for me. And you know the whole family storyline is kind of perfect. You're getting yes. him over as this massive heel. He's he's fighting his family. Uh, he's he's just ravishing in it. And I I love it. Honestly, it's great. Yeah, agreed. Uh Who would go over in that match? Rock versus Roman. Yeah, it would have to be Roman. Well, you you would think so. Yeah, I mean, because not only that, but they can't afford the Rock for two matches. <laughs> so, yeah, it would it would have to be it would have to be Roman. And I feel like he needs to get some heel heat for it too. He needs to like break out a chair, start beating on the people's champion or the people's superstar. Yeah. Got to be Roman. I'm there. Let's move over to raw for a bit. Uh, A lot of things happened on raw, including a botched finish by Mickey James or, or excuse me, by the referee in the Mickey James Oscar bout. Uh, It it was super weird. Like the, the whole segment was weird. Asuka puts Mickey James in the Oscar lock. Um, Mickey James kind of pounds on the mat, and then the referee calls it like she had tapped out. And uh, basically he said that she could no longer continue. The rumor is that he thought she was legitimately injured, so he called the match. Um, a lot of people are giving them crap for this, and let me tell you, it was bad, okay? It was bad. But I don't know what the referee saw, but let's say she was injured and he didn't stop it. Ah, Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy just happened, guys. Like, last week. Yeah. I don't think it's fair. And we give WWE a lot of crap. I don't think it's fair to give them crap for this. Like, it's a live show. Mistakes happen. It's fine. Yeah. I've watched this segment, honestly, probably three times. Yeah. I still have no clue what happened. I know she, like, tried to reverse her and, like, flipped over. Maybe that kind of looked like it knocked her unconscious. But yeah. you can see her face after the ref calls the match, and she's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, Asuka also looked kind yeah. of P.O.'d. So, I don't know. I mean, they do so much crap. Maybe they're like, oh, never mind. Keep going. You're fine. Right. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to give him crap for thinking that something was up and calling the match. But once you realize something's not up, maybe restart the match. Maybe Asuka yeah. freaks out. like, no, this is not how we're ending this. I'm going to beat her. Do it that way. I don't know. You, you want to err on the side of caution, especially with the Matt Hardy thing going on. That is one of the only moral high grounds WWE has over AEW. Is right. hey, you know, we stop matches when we need to, at least now, maybe not always, but you know, a couple of years ago definitely we were throwing mankind off the top of a cell, but you know, nobody cares right. about that. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess I get it, but it looked really bad. It looked really, really bad. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, And Zelina Vega comes out after basically dumping Andrade and Angel Garza, who were fighting in the backstage area. Uh, So Zelina Vega's going to get a title match, we assume, because she slapped Asuka in the face. Uh, This is great and terrible at the same time. It's great because Zelina Vega is awesome. She's really good in the ring. She's stupendous on the microphone. Uh, But it's really bad because I don't think I've seen her win a match in a WWE ring. Well, yeah. So why is she getting a title shot? Because you slapped the champion? Come on. You know, sometimes things just happen. Yep. Yeah, 100%. So, I, I'm, is it fair to say I'm really excited about this, but I don't think we need to see it? Yeah, it is. And uh, they're also kind of suffering from a lack of stardom in their women's division, it, it seems like. Which is crazy, because they have some of the best women in the world. Yeah. But they're just not really using them correctly. Where's Bianca Belair? Yeah, like, where is Bianca Belair? Come on, guys. Yeah, I don't know. She was one of the hottest. Uh, what do they What do they call it? Were they call ups from NXT? Yeah. And then she like had like two segments and she was done. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I guess they don't want her to come in just to lose the Oscar. But I mean, I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I'm fine with it. I just. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. So I, I don't want to hate on it too much because it sh- the end part should be good. Uh, Seth Rollins basically kicked Buddy Murphy out of his little clan. Uh, buddy Murphy was the last standing one because Austin Theory was sent back to NXT. AOP has been released. Um, and his little Buddy Murphy is now no longer his disciple. Uh, Seth Rollins, we have been giving a lot of crap for, and not just me, you have as well, about uh, the... His his gimmick of being this, you know, savior type guy has really lost its direction. Yeah. And how is it going to look if he has no disciples anymore? You know, uh, you're not really a messiah if you don't have any disciples. Right. Two of your disciples have been released. One of them has now been thrown out. Uh, Austin Theory is just gone. Yeah. What happened with him? We don't know. Stuff just happens. Uh, are they are they getting away from the Monday Night Messiah gimmick? I guess we'll see. If not, they should be because he has he has no he has no disciples. Kind of yeah. Who is he the Messiah to? If there's nobody there, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'm not a I'm obviously not a Seth Rollins fan. But if, are, are they? pushing someone else to be in this spot maybe i don't think so but that could be wrong i don't know i'll be honest i just hope we quit seeing seth rollins versus dominic mysterio and seth rollins and buddy versus ray and dominic it's just like why do they have to face each other so much yeah we were i popped up raw the other day and riley walked in she's like they're wrestling again i was like yes they're in the yeah. main event again for it's got to be like the sixth week in a row it's it's ridiculous I'm getting burnt out on Dominic, and he's only been wrestling for like four weeks. Yeah. I love Dominic, but just oh come guys. on. Get your stuff stop. together. This is not Baron Corbin. You don't need to drag out every feud like it's a Baron Corbin feud. Right? <laughs> um, Retribution. Did you watch their promo? I... Yes, I did. It was just nonsense! Yeah. It was just Dominic Dijakovic, spoiler alert, uh, spewing nonsense. And my wife was like, How do you know it's Dominic Dijakovic? Because it's Dominic Dijakovic in a mask. And right. It's very easy to tell because he's like a seven foot tall white guy that sounds like Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, he also so. has a very unique build. Yeah. So, yeah. It's either Dominic Dijakovic or uh, the dude they brought in for WrestleMania. What's his name? The Gronk. It's either Rob Gronkowski. Uh- <laughs> Or Dominic Djokovic, Because yes. they're the only two people that look like that. Right. It's definitely Dominic Djokovic. But... Yeah, no, I don't think it's the Gronk. That would be great, yeah. though, if Retribution unmasking and it's the Gronk. He's like, you know what? I came in for one show. I got released. I mean, he asked for his release, but we don't care about that. Yeah. Well, he's playing football in Tampa right now, so I don't think so. But the problem with all these terrible promos and the way they've been booked so poorly... And I know we've, we've mentioned the comparison before, but do you remember how great the Nexus was? Because they came in and they just wrecked havoc. They destroyed John Cena. They beat up Justin Roberts. They ripped up the ring. They looked like friggin' monsters. And Retribution is just backstage flipping light switches on and off. Yeah, they're like, I just, they're like teenagers having a, a prank.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's so stupid. It, it, people have complained, you know, they have no direction. We don't know what they're doing. They did kind of explain this week. I didn't completely understand it, but they tried to explain their whole whole deal and why they're doing it. Uh, I well, guess they're saying they, I guess they're trying to say that they're performance center people that never got their chance, so they're taking it in their own hands or something. I don't know. I, which would be really dumb if it ends up being Dominic Dijakovic, who is a star in NXT. Star. Yeah. Um, we definitely got a shot of Dio Madden, Dio Madden. Yeah, and just, Mojo uh, Raleigh. I mean 100% that's him. I mean nobody else looks like that in, in WWE. He's got yeah. a very distinctive look and is you know they've got to they've got to unmask now. It's been long enough. Yeah, Dominic has a new weird mask where his mouth is not it's uncovered. It's like it's yeah, like the whole point of the COVID era face mask is covering your mouth and he's missed that because his mouth is now uncovered. <laughs> so yeah, the the five the five people Heavily rumored, and you can kind of tell if you know what they look like, is uh, Dominic Dijakovic, Dio Madden, Mojo Raleigh, uh, Mercedes Martinez, and Mia Yim. Now, once they unmask, is anybody going to take anyone in this list other than Dominic Dijakovic seriously? With all due respect to the two women, not really respecting Mojo Raleigh and Dio Madden, because you guys are awesome, but the way you guys have been portrayed is not so great. Uh, me and Yim would be great, but in this whole yeah. group, I mean, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Also, Mojo Raleigh even being there makes them lose credibility. Absolutely. And and that's sad to say, because I know Mojo's a hard worker. He's supposedly a really nice guy. But when you've been booked into oblivion for years, you can't just push the guy and be like, yeah, he's he's a monster now. Well, no, it's not. Did you see Zack Ryder's interview? with no. uh, Talking about Mojo Raleigh? No. And you're talking about his time being tagged with Mojo Riley. He's like, you know what? I didn't initially want to do it, but it was Triple H's idea, so I did it to try to get myself over. Mojo Rawley's a great guy. I hated tag teaming with him. Really? He's like, some people just aren't compatible. You know, he's a fine guy. He's like, but he's just too much. Yeah. it's like, he's not a face. He's too much. They need yeah. to try to stop booking him with a face. He's a heel. I was like, you know what? You're right, because he's so annoying. <laughs> was that on Talk is Jericho? Uh, no it was not it was on some other interview site Uh, that I can't source because I don't remember the name sorry guys but I just uh, I I I just see this being dead in six months six months six weeks (laughs) (laughs) no they probably won't even be unmasked in six weeks yeah Dominic Dajakovic is just so good just please don't ruin him feast your eyes on this giant man come on (laughs) come on Uh, Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre Uh, which was fine. Uh, Throughout the show, they basically got into a little brawl, and it was great. Uh, Their match was great, and then it got ruined by Retribution, because of course you're not going to have a winner here, right? Yeah, I mean, why would a match have a finish? The whole point of the match is to further an angle, not to actually have a winner. Right. Uh, But I do want to point out that the Hurt Business is amazing, and uh, they took on Retribution here, which was weird, because they're all heels. But uh, I don't care. Anything MVP touches turns to gold. The Hurt Business is freaking awesome, and it was a really cool way to close the show with McIntyre and Keith Lee both jumping over the top rope onto a uh, a sea of onlookers. Yeah, I, I kind of like The Hurt Business stepping up and being like the vigilantes of Raw. Yeah. I, I, I'm all for it. Uh, also, I loved the segment when they were like, who? What's what's the guy's name? Adam Pierce, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, I appreciate you guys for volunteering." And they're like, "Oh, we're not volunteering. You're gonna pay us." Yeah, we'll send you a bill. Yeah, that was great. This I, is our I'm business. Loving the Hurt business. Yeah, and they are my favorite thing on. I think anything in WWE right now. I think they're they're tops. I love them. Very good. So that was uh, that was the important stuff in SmackDown and Raw. But before we go, I do want to talk about one other thing. There is a rumor that a big WWE star is letting his contract lapse. And the rumor is that star is Samoa Joe. So if that happens, do you want to see him go to AEW? Or do we have too many WWE guys there already? Uh, He's not a WWE guy. He's a TNA guy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. I mean, the whole WWE... So, Let me give him a soapbox a little bit here. The whole too many (laughs) many WWE guys... Is ridiculous. Okay, think back to the territory gate, the territory days. You didn't have WWE guys. You didn't have WCW guys. You had guys that started with Jim Crockett Promotions. You had guys that started with this territory or that territory. They stay for six months and they'd leave. They'd stay there six months. They'd leave because that's what wrestlers do. You know, they do all they can in one place and they move somewhere else to reinvent themselves, which is fine. Chris Jericho, he's not a WWE guy. He's a WCW guy. He's an ECW guy. He's been everywhere. He's a New Japan guy. I mean, yeah, you've got, well, he's like, oh, well, he took Luke Harper, and he didn't do anything, and they brought him into AEW, and now he's a champ. Yeah, because they're actually using him correctly. They got Miro. Yeah, they're actually appearing to be using him correctly. They got Cody, who's a WWE guy. Yeah, okay, but, like, this is his new company. I mean, look, look on WWE. You've got AJ Styles, TNA guy. You've got... NXT, which is full of PWG guys. Yeah, I mean, and New Japan. And New Japan. It's not. It's not. It's not fair to say that anyone is a WWE guy. Anyone's an AEW guy, when especially if they worked somewhere else before and they're known for it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Bobby Lashley, he was on TNA. For Jeff a long Hardy, time. he was on TNA for like ten years. Yeah, Kurt Angle. I too. mean, he started on WWE. Yeah, but. I mean, these guys aren't just one-trick ponies. They haven't only worked for one company. Right. That's a bad thing to say. But going back to Samoa Joe, if his contract does lapse, do I want him to go to AEW? Of course I do. He's Samoa Joe. He's great. Do I think that he should come and win the AEW championship? No, I do not. Yeah. Uh, He's 41 now. He's 41. He's too injury-prone. But... Man, would I like Samoa Joe to come and do some commentary with Taz? Yeah, Yeah. I would. I'd really like that. Would I like for Samoa Joe to come in and manage somebody and occasionally squash somebody? Yeah, I think that'd be great. I think it'd be great to have a manager come in that actually has some muscle that can still go. That would be be fantastic. Uh, Do I think he would come back to AEW? To to come to AEW? I don't know. We'll see. I think there's a better chance he ends up in Impact, to be honest with you, if he goes anywhere. That's yeah. his home. Uh, but, well, we will see. Uh, I haven't actually heard this rumor myself. Maybe he's unhappy in his current spot being on commentary. Yeah, I thought we'd see Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins by now, but I guess not. We're getting yeah. Dominic again. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. There's not too many WWE guys in AEW. I get that you look and you see... Uh, you see that all of the belts are held by WWE ex WWE guys. But I mean, Moxley's a CZW guy. Yeah. He's not a WWE guy. I mean, Brody Lee, he's done did plenty of stuff in the Indies before he went to the uh WWE. Yeah. FTR, right. they did start in in in, in NXT. I'll give well, you they that. They both one. wrestled in the Indies, but they weren't a tag team in the Indies. Yeah, the tag team formed in NXT. Did you know that Dax Harwood teamed with Luchasaurus in NXT? I have read that before, yeah. I saw that the other day and I are they gonna work that into the feud? They've got to, right? I don't know. No, he wasn't Luchasaurus, he was whatever his name was in NXT. Was a different guy. I, they should definitely bring in a BTE bit where he's like, Yeah, in a past life sixty five million years ago, I feel like I had a real connection to you, Dax Harwood. <laughs> <laughs> something something like that. Maybe a little flashback. Maybe a, oh, they should have a flashback. Luchasaurus should have like a bad dream of the NXT matches or something. Yep, With Dax Harwood there with his terrible, terrible singlet. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, last question before we go. Okay. If you, could, if you could take any WWE guy and put him in AEW right now, who would it be? Perfect fit. AJ Styles. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know he's older and doesn't have a whole lot of years left, but the Bullet Club coming together. AJ Styles was supposed to come to AEW. It was supposed to be yeah. AJ Styles and the Good Brothers coming in. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Styles on BTE. AJ Styles with Hangman, I would love it. Uh, if th- that's just the top of my head, I mean, yeah, you've got guys like Ricochet that can go better than just about anybody. Cesaro would all would be great, but if there's one person I would like to see interacting with the Young Bucks, interacting with the elite, uh, it, it'd be AJ. Must love AJ. Who's my AJ is my favorite wrestler, um, currently active, except for maybe Jericho. Uh, Kevin Owens is my pick. Kevin Owens would be good too. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's number two. They are the indie guys. Um, I still see Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, even though they were big indie guys, as big WWE stars. And I think uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have really lost their way. Uh, Mm I would love to see Kevin Owens in uh, AEW. I think he would be a legitimate superstar that people would turn on the TV for. We may see that in a couple years, for sure. Uh, We will never see AJ Styles in AEW. Say that right now. No. He's going yeah. to retire in WWE. Yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan. He's going to retire in WWE. Yeah, here he already has once. He's going to do it again. Yeah, I mean, he's already been given a big backstage position as well. We'll never see it, but fantasy booking, I think that would be great. Uh, yeah, if, if of the indie guys, I would say Cesaro, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. That all be great. I'll be yeah. great to see those guys. Uh, may, maybe we will in a couple of years. I could see. I could see Sami Zayn more than anybody probably going in a couple of years, seeing how they, uh, treat depending him. how they treat him. Yeah. Uh, here coming up. I mean, they're, they're not even treating him like the champion he is right now. This would actually be a, <laughs> this would actually be a really good round tape, but maybe we'll get uh, some people on here and we'll chat yeah. about that. And who might be the first AEW star to jump ship? Mm. That's going to happen would, one day. Somebody's going to leave. It absolutely will. 100%. Will it be Jimmy Havoc? No. <laughs> absolutely not no way ladies we and see we see Luther <laughs> no episode 130 of wrestle life radio on that thank you so much for hanging out with us you can follow me at wrestle life Matt on Instagram and Twitter sorry I can't stop laughing you can follow us all at Wrestle life radio on Facebook and Instagram and wrestle life pod on Twitter please listen to us on anchor uh, Google Play iTunes doesn't matter anywhere you get your podcast we are probably there and most importantly tell your friends. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt. I'm here with my little brother, Micah. We were joined earlier by both of our lovely wives. We hope you all have an absolutely wonderful day. And that is wrestle Life in your face. <laughs>